I really enjoy listening to my own podcasts. Um, but the same with my art when I paint. I, I paint pieces not that other people will like because I can't put my mind in other people's minds. I, I don't know what other people will like. So I paint pieces that if for some reason or another they don't sell, I would love to have in my home like forever. And so that's how I drive my art. And that's also how I drive my podcast. I, I, I record things that I find interesting so that if at least nobody else listens to it, I at least have one listener, which is me. And so I am my own number one fan. And honestly, you should be your own number one fan too. I mean, you're it's your life, right? And and if I am right, and there is your consciousness, and then there is your persona, then there's really two people. So you should be, your conscious self should be a big fan of your persona. I don't think you should be at war with each other. And and there are a lot of people out there who don't really like themselves. And what I mean by themselves, it's the persona that their consciousness has found itself in. I hope what I just said made sense. I think it does. I mean, you guys are smart people. Um, I believe that. Anyway, I, I'm I'm my own biggest fan. It, it, I didn't wake up like this. I'm not Beyonce, right? I, I didn't come to this point in my life just like overnight. It it took me a while to work up to just like really thinking this way and really digging, you know, the things that I create. Because, like I said, at the very least, I can guarantee one person likes my art, and I can guarantee one person likes my po- likes my podcast. I'm one person. That's all that matters. So. I do listen to my own podcast. I, I, it's a bit like jerking off, I guess. <laughs> Wait, can women say jerking off? Yeah, it's about whatever. It's a bit like jerking off to your own self. It's like an auto fellatio or whatever. But it, it, I like it. I, li- I laugh at my own shit too. Like, I, I'm, I'm that person. Anyway, yesterday while I was listening to my own podcast while taking a shower, I had a shower thought, which is in the shower it tends to be where a lot of great life-changing, you know, thoughts happen. You have a lot of great ideas. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like the negative ions that are being released, you know, through the water that kind of invigorates you. I don't know. It's because you're just standing there in the warmth and you're not really thinking of anything else. And so that allows a space for something cool to kind of pop through. But I thought to myself, okay, Joe, this section where you're saying you're not going to do anything different on March 20th, 2020 is pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> and I, and only because like, and I get what I was saying in the sense of, I guess it was a bit of concern that was like, okay, if I, if I alter my behavior to prevent what, you know, I think is going to happen from happening, that alteration might cause what I'm concerned about happening to happen, right? Like a self-fulfilling sort of prophecy. However, however, I I thought while this was my shower thought, I thought, you know, if I was watching myself on a movie, right, and I watched everything that I've described over the last couple of days kind of unfold, right, and then I watched myself say out loud, yeah, I'm just gonna not do anything with the information that I've sort of tapped into in some weird twilight zone type of fashion um i would probably yell at the character on the screen now i was gonna say punch myself in the face but but obviously i can't do that considering the fact that the 
person would be on the screen. So I would I would probably be very very annoyed as I'm trying to engage with this character because I think that uh, that would be a uh, very uh stupid thing to do, right? For a character in a screen. If you if you have some sort of by some weird fluke glitch in the matrix, right? You're able to sort of get some sort of glean into you know what could possibly happen on a different date like why wouldn't you do something different with the inf- information that you've been pre- presented right and and I and I know that I kind of justified it by you know my thought process was well everything that I've seen and everything that I've read from Oedipus to whatever um from Oedipus all the way to Watchmen is that whenever you try to alter or more or less you really shouldn't try to alter your quote destiny because by you by the the mere act of trying to alter something based on a premonition or oracle that causes that action to happen i get that i mean i guess i could say that at this point i'm in some sort of like uh i'm in a crux right like i should i damned if i don't damn am i damned if i don't and damned if i do i don't know but but the thought but but my thought was this if something is going through all this effort to sort of point me to this direction that says like this is the date right and then my response to that is like well thank you for your effort I'll go fuck yourself I'm just going to do whatever it is that you know I'm going to do anyway like that's almost kind of you know like a slap in the face for whatever it is that's trying to get me to be mindful of that date I I think right so at the very least I should alter my actions on that date. And how I came to this conclusion when I was in the showers was like, I went back to think about thinking about Oedipus and I thought, okay, well, here's the thing. His parents kind of went, his father kind of took things a little too fucking far, right? Like, okay, you have a premonition that your son is going to kill you, so just leave him in the woods to die. Or maybe he didn't take that shit far enough. <laughs> it depends on how fucked up your mind is, right? Like on one end, right, he had two options. Well, I guess three options, right? He could do what he did, which was take the dude to the to the um, forest and leave him there. Because obviously he didn't want to get hands on. He just figured the nature would take care of it. And obviously that's not what happened. So that's option one. You almost kind of guaranteed by not thinking it through, you almost kind of guaranteed that this guy was going to grow up alienated from you and thus create the situation and the circumstance in which what was prophesized would happen, which is not knowing that this dude is his father and not knowing that obviously his mom was his mom and then doing what he did. Like, you didn't make sure the dude was dead if that's what you were trying to do. So that was one extreme. The second extreme would have obviously been to just make sure that the kid, you know, it's fucked up, but just um, to make sure that, you know, that was just literally not going to happen at all. Like, take the kid out. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, he didn't go that extreme because that's not how he was written. Now, the third option would have been to raise the fucking kid. Right? Like... It almost seems like the Oracle wanted some shit to happen so that he can be like, hi, I fucking told you so, right? Like, because if you tell somebody this is going to happen, then they're going to alter their behavior to kind of keep that from happening. But if they, if the Oracle never told him that, and, you know, Oedipus's father, I remember his name, like, raised the kid as his kid and just did nothing different, you know, 
um, the, the likelihood of that kid turning around and killing his father and marrying his mom, unless, of course, you know, the, the kid just ended up like fucking Caligula or some weird shit like that. Um, you know, but you could obviously raise him to not be a fucking psychopath, and it seems like he didn't. I don't know. Anyway, but I, I say, I feel like you had a less likelihood of him doing that if you, they would have just raised the kid normally and said, hey, like, it's really fucked up, you know, like, in this society, you don't kill your father and you don't marry your mom and just kind of drummed that into his head. But instead, they abandoned him, left him for somebody else to raise him, and then boom, like, you know, 30 years later, he came back and kind of, you know, fulfilled the prophecy. So I obviously was thinking about that. So it seems to me like I have options here. Like the, the first option is to do nothing, which is what I said I was going to do. But then I thought about the fact that if you're presented with information and you don't do anything, you know, that's kind of stupid, right? Like if I if I... If I'm sitting in the living room and an alien pops into my living room, right? And even even if I'm hallucinating it, I, I don't give a shit. They just said, play these lottery numbers, right? If you play these lottery numbers on this day, you're going to win the lottery. And I, I really needed the money. Um, wouldn't I be kind of an asshole, right? The alien went out of his way to operate into the space that I was living in and expose itself in his existence and says, hey, play these play these tickets and get paid. You know, okay, maybe I should just to see what the fuck happens, right? Like, it, it can't hurt, right? Now, of course, I could question the motives of, I can question the motives of the aliens. Like, if I if I don't know the alien personally, like, why are you um, in my living room right now? And why are you so concerned with the lottery? And if you could pull a lottery ticket out of the future, why don't you just give me the fucking money in the first place? Obviously, I could ask those questions, and I probably would ask aliens, and then the alien would roll his eye, like, are you fucking kidding me right now? This is why we don't talk to human beings. Just do what the fuck I told you, right? Or I could just be like, you know what? I'm good. Uh, I don't trust aliens, and I'm just going to live my life and see what happens. These are tough decisions, guys. Like, I'd lo- That's basically what we're trying to say. This is a tough decision. Like, I really want you to stop, pause the podcast right now and think about it. Like, in my situation, in my shoes right now, what would you do? What would you do? Now, one of my friends said, like, dude, you have the information, you know, it, it is really weird. Oh, and I, another thing. So I went back and I rewatched the episode yesterday. And the fucking main character, the female with the curly hair, she's also an artist. She's not a painter, though. She's a sculptor. But she's still a fucking artist. Um, I missed that part when I was dicking around on my phone (laughs) before the episode started. But she's an artist. So here we go. So it's an artist with the curly hair and all the other things. It's like fucking, it's like a signpost. Like something is trying to get my attention. And and, and here's here's the thought that I just had. If they're trying to get my attention because they, they, you know you know, it's an, it's a nefarious character and they really want me to die on the 20th. Like there's other ways to kill me. Like don't, don't bring it to my attention. Like it's not that hard to kill a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's really not. And honestly, I work a lot. So, and I, and I work, you know, in the same, you know, space every single day for the most part. So like the, it's the odds of me like doing anything that would have, you know, killed me on the 20th are significantly reduced even if I didn't know about the 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 death date so to speak right 
like I, I probably, like I'm saying, I'm going to, you know, it's going to more or less do the same thing, which is like not deviate from schedule. But even with this, I'm still going to do the same thing, which is not deviate from schedule because I'm literally safest in my studio. If I decide to change and, you know, go about and just start driving around or just not be in the house or whatever it is, like, um, like that would be, I would be increasing my likelihood of something happening because vehicles are really dangerous. So anything short of like a fucking plane dropping out of the sky and landing directly on my head or like on or on the building while I'm painting, you know, that's that. But then I feel like if that was the case, then and whatever it is that kind of gave me this information, I'm like, I need to be really fucking specific then. Like, don't be in the house, right? But from what I saw on the on the episode, like this this chick was like she kept going to places, right? She was going to places and she got hit by a bus. She kept going to the theater, going to the theater, going to the theater, and then like some dude was chasing her. I hope you guys have watched this episode because I've referenced it enough at this point. Like you should go watch this and see what the fuck I'm talking about. But she kept going, 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 and um and then she like panicked. This this dude was coming after her. She thought was coming after her with a hammer, and then she like freaked out and ran. To the bus but my thing is like first of all when her boyfriend told her like hey it's you know it's the 20th like why did she just take his fucking word for it and i granted they don't have a phone but i'm the kind of person if you tell me hey today is this day i'm gonna pick up my phone and be like no it's not all right i'm gonna check you on that but you need to tell me between the conversation that she had on the 19th it's her life and she wasn't trying to marry this dude right so you mean to tell me between the conversations you had with this dude on the 19th and the next day she couldn't like walk past the calendar just double check you don't want to marry the dude but you're gonna trust him with your fucking life bitch like come on now you know that she could have double checked it anyway I, i'm going off on a tangent um she should just stayed her ass at home you know and, and maybe that's what i'm being told is just stay my ass at home and not just me but like i'm just telling everybody that i love and care about i don't know man there's something really weird about the 20th of march and I, i'm talking to you guys too I don't know. Stay home with me. Colin's sick. <laughs> I'm not trying to start like a viral thing or whatever, but maybe it's not just me. Like that that is a really weird date, guys. Like if you really think about it. Like 320s. I don't even know what 320 means. I got to go look it up. But maybe like everybody should just stay home <laughs> on that date. I know I'm going to. Um now if I'm going to, my family's going to, everybody's just going to stay home. Calling my mom home, calling my dad. You guys aren't going to work. Call off work on the 20th. I'm calling my my whole entire family, my friends. Now, it's their choice to listen to me, but, you know, this is a this is some weird shit. Um, just lessen your likelihood. And, of course, astronomically speaking, the odds of something falling out of the sky and dropping on, on, on me while I'm at home are pretty insignificant. But the thought did cross my mind and like a weird, you know, Donnie Darko kind of reference kind of thing. But, um, but I think the odds are higher if I'm out doing something, you know, or I guess my house explodes or whatever from a gas leak, but we've had the house checked for gas leaks. Um, I don't think that that's a possibility either. How many other ways can you die? Right. Um, 
But I'm just saying, like, I, I thought, I really thought about it. And I was like, I'm not going to alter my behavior. But then I was like, okay, what if it's not me? Like, what if it's something like an aspect? I said, I said on the other podcast and on the last episode, like the previous episode, like, what if it's another aspect of me? So that's why I'm like, okay, well, everybody just needs to fucking stay home. All right. Worst case scenario, a plane does land in my head. That's fine. Then I just die with everybody that I love. <laughs> and I'm, I'm good with that, you know? Um, then nobody gets, you know, nobody has to mourn me. And, and then we kind of move in that. But I'd rather, I'd rather, I don't want to live with regret. I don't want to, I don't want to be sitting there on the 21st and something fucked up had happened. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, you know, you had this and this and this and this and everything was pointing to this date. And then you didn't do anything, you stupid asshole. And I don't talk to myself like that because like I said, I love myself. But that would be some stupid shit for me to do, right? Like any other character, if you're watching that, like even if that happened to you, you would be freaked out, right? And you would go, you know what? It's one fucking day. I can take a day off and just watch to see what happens. You know what I mean? So that's what I decided I'm going to do. I'm just going to, I'm going to alter, I'm just, I'm going to alter my behavior in the sense of just staying at home. Because that's the other thing too. Like um, with Oedipus, if they would have just kept Oedipus at home, Nothing would have happened. The girl on the show, if if she would have just stayed her ass at home, not both on the nineteenth and the twentieth, whatever day, and check the fucking calendar just to make sure, she would have gotten hit by a bus and you know what I mean. And even before that, like her her fiance or whatever or boyfriend was telling her like stop going to the theater. She would have just fucking listened. This wouldn't happen. So I feel like this is what I'm being driven to. But I really want you guys to really think about it. Like if you had the exact same scenario that I have where you're just chilling and you're being driven more or less towards this path of like just randomly watching a bunch of episodes in Twilight Zone and then all of a sudden you decide to watch a different episode one day and then boom on that day you find out that, you know, there's this you're being warned of this particular date. What would you do? And yes, 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 I am super aware that I am doing exactly what it is that I discussed um, on the TV and the Illusion of Free Will episode where I am giving these characters on the television or in a book or a movie or in media entertainment, I, I'm, um, I'm discussing their, their motives and their actions and their behaviors so they have any sort of free will. Like, or, uh, they don't, right? They were, they were written that way. But I'm talking about, about, like, for example, the Twilight Zone episode lady, like, you know, I'm calling her a dumbass, whatever, because she, she left the house and instead of just staying at home and painting, she left. Well, she didn't leave. Or she didn't choose to leave, rather. She was written that way. She was written and she had to you know, even the person that was playing her had to go to the stage, to the to the theater and, you know, had to be at the right place at the right time because that was exactly how she was written, right? But exactly what I'm talking about is exactly what I said we do, which is we, we, we project onto these characters um, the same illusion of free will that we think we have, right? She wasn't even really written that way by Rod Serling. I, 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 ser- I searched online to try to find what the original outline said or how she was supposed to, like how the ending was actually supposed to go. Because what I noticed from watching Twilight Zone is that Rod Serling rarely had bad things happen to otherwise good people. And a woman not wanting to marry 
you know, somebody, even at that time period, I don't think it was something that made it so that she deserved to die, right? Like a lot of these <laughs> Twilight Zone episodes, they, they were written during a time period, it was like the, you know, late 50s, early 60s, where, you know, stories were uh, moral tales, more or less, you know? So usually when you see a bad thing happening to a person, it's because they were doing something shitty. She wasn't really a shitty character. She wasn't, a, or she wasn't a character written to be a shitty person. She just didn't want to marry this dude um, because she was afraid of how, you know, the relationship would change once they got married. Um, but what happened was that after Rod Serling died, um, one of these other writers, I don't remember his name right now, took the outline and created the story. And he even said in his interview that it was like a half, half-hearted writing. Um, he really wasn't into it. And, and it shows, like the, it was kind of lackluster and the clowns didn't really connect to anything. They were just random ass clowns and it was just disjointed. And, you know, it was just like, it seemed like it was hastily produced. Um, so it wasn't really that good. Um, but I, I understand that I'm doing that, which then makes me, you know, think once again that, you know, what if we are doing the same thing? What if, you know, we think we have free will, but we really don't? There was a book I was reading. It's a, it's a great courses. It's on determinism. I started reading that last week and they talk about how, um, you, your body will do things before you're even conscious of that action. Um, like your body will react to things before you're even conscious of that reaction. Your brain will trigger a response before you become conscious of what your brain is doing, which tells me that these are built-in actions and you're, it supports my idea that the things that you do are built-in actions and then you just kind of become conscious. And the only part, there's a, there's a tiny window of free will, which is Right when you're about to take this action that your body or your brain has already decided to, ch- to take, you can at that moment choose to do something else. But most of the time, most people are not self-aware enough to understand this and they just kind of go with it because they think, well, if I'm doing something is because I want to do it, you know? So to me, that that makes me feel as though like... That explanation, the fact that maybe there is no free will and that determinism, um, uh, what am I trying to say here? Let's just say that, yeah, that, that life is, is uh, deterministic more or less. Um, then it would make sense that I'm noticing all these weird things because it's almost scripted. It's almost pre-written. And I would even go as far as to argue that I'm not the only person that this happens to. I would go as far as to argue that if you start paying attention, you, you the listener, yes, I'm talking to you right now. If you start paying attention to your life, it would be only a matter of time that you start noticing the same synchronistic um, occurrences, quote unquote coincidences, that I notice and you start seeing more and more of it. And the only reason why it's appearing to happen to me more and more is just because I'm fucking paying attention. And you could say that I just kind of, I'm more aware of the nature of reality, aware of the self. I'm aware of all these things more so than the average person who's just kind of living their life in a deterministic way, thinking that they're, they have free will, which would, you know, which would then explain why you know, I'm sitting here and I'm, all the paintings are pointing to me. The most people, you put them in my, in my situation where I'm sitting in the middle of the paintings and I look around and the TV's paused, they're not going to think about, make all these connections. They're not going to think to Google the third, you know, 
uh, 3 20, 2020. They're not going to look at things like that. And what's going to end up happening is that that date might be planted into their subconscious. And then for some reason or another, that unconscious, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, it's like a prepping or I forget what, it, what the word is, um, priming yet yeah, that date has been primed would become rather primed into their subconscious. And then on that date, they find themselves acting, you know, differently. And they're, they're not entirely sure why. I mean, these sort of things happen all the time. And that same great courses book um, that I was reading, they talk about how if you prime people with words like associate, associated with being old, like slow, you know, walker, um, old age, whatever, you know, words that are associated in the mind subconsciously with, with being old, you can make people walk slowly, right? More or less act slowly. So you, you almost have to be mindful of what things are affecting your, your psyche on a subconscious level and then causing you to sort of act out things that, where you think you have free will, but you really don't. And maybe that happens to everybody. And so the phenomenon that I've been talking about this, you know, the last few episodes or whatever is just, I'm just noticing it because I'm just kind of hyper alert to like everything that happens. You know, I'm, I'm kind of overly conscious more or less. Um, and so that's why I'm seeing these things more or less, you know, um, but once again, you could argue that back to the determinism, if this has already been prescripted, if, if this has already been sort of, I've already lived this more or less, and Anthony Peake talks about this in his book, Is There Life After Death, and how more or less the brain is a recording device, we see everything through screens even and lenses, even down to like our eyes, our eyes are lenses, and so we're just viewing everything, and this is not your first viewing, right? Um, so if that's the case, and that means that you and every, even everything that I'm saying right now, I'm just saying it because it's, I'm, this is my persona, it's scripted this way, and whoever it is that's writing my character is writing a self-aware <laughs> character that discovers that they really are in a simulation and is now trying to figure out, you know, how the simulation works, Right? It's trippy. Uh, my head's starting to kind of... If your head hurts, it's okay. You're, you're not alone. My head's starting to kind of hurt a little bit too, right? So, um, so then if that's the case, um, then, you know, everything that I'm observing, I'm observing it because I'm being written in that way, even down to the words that are coming out of my mouth right now. Now I have friends that are that are writers and they tell me that sometimes though when they do write that they want the character to do this but then the character kind of starts coming in coming to life and it starts making its own choices and and their job as the writer is just to kind of write it out you know but the it's hard to explain but if you're a writer you know exactly what I'm talking about where they want the character to do this, they want the character to do that, whatever, but then it almost doesn't fit, it doesn't work, and so they end up writing the character in this different way, and so more or less the character creates itself. And maybe that's what's happening to me, and maybe that's what happens to people if you like you, if that's how your mind works, that you're a character that's not necessarily a 
you know, what's the word, uh, not typical or archetypical character. You're the kind of character that even though it, it starts off, whoever is writing you or creating you kind of starts off wanting you to be this kind of person, but you're willing it a different way. I've noticed that with my artwork. I've said this in other podcasts, but the same, the paintings that I, the characters that I start off painting, wanting to paint, the idea that I have in my mind, even down to like hand placements, I will literally have an idea of this is how I want the, the hand to go. And as I paint the hand, it's like I, keep, I see a different placement and I have no choice but to paint what I'm seeing on the canvas. And so then the fingers end up you know, facing a different way than I initially wanted. Same thing with the hair. I always start off wanting like, I want the hair to look like this. And then it always ends up different. And, and the features, I, I want the eyes to do like go like this. The paintings, the characters, the portrait that, that are in the portrait that I paint, 10 times out of 10, never end up the way I start off wanting them to be. And so to tie everything back together, maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that whoever it is that's writing my story kind of started off with the mindset of, okay, that's the date. You know, it makes sense, right? Exactly 200 days from the from her, you know, 34th birthday, that will be the day. And it's on a, a date that's 3-20-2020, right? Like if, if, uh, if I was going to write a character, I would put that kind of thought into when I wanted that character, you know, to end more or less, right? It, it, it makes artistic sense. It, it, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then... I kind of became conscious, like in a Westworld sort of uh, made kind of way where I wake up and I go, you know what? No, I don't want that to happen. And so now I'm taking the story I, I because of all the things that I've been reading and everything like that. And I, I want to drive the story in that direction. And hopefully whoever's writing me, you know, is allowing that to happen um, just to see what I do and where the story goes. Think about it. And, and, and apply it not just to me, right? Apply it to your own self. I don't know what kind of lives you guys are living, but imagine I'm right, right? Imagine I'm right. Imagine that um, free will is an illusion, that everything that you're experiencing has already kind of been pre-scripted and you're just kind of the consciousness experiencing it. And if you make yourself self-aware and you start paying attention, you start seeing where the people who created you are taking artistic license with your story. What would you do in that situation? How would you try to drive the story, right? This is, this is kind of heavy stuff for, for, for Monday morning, but to tie it all back again. <laughs> I, I, I think that for me, I'm really going to keep thinking about this. I've got, I've got a little over a month to figure it out, but I know the last episode I said, I'm, I'm not going to do anything, but then I'm like, yeah, well, no, if you're going to, if I'm going to make myself, if I, if I can be, if I am becoming self-aware of something right on that date, even if I'm completely wrong, why don't I just try something different just to see what will happen? And not like a stupid something different like Oedipus where I just, I don't follow through, but something all the way different where it's well thought out um, and the consequences don't lead to like my demise more or less. <laughs>